Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. We're picking up here in Genesis 6-9, where we're going to see why Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. We talked last time about what grace is and how it was favor. It was favor that Noah found. And we are not saying that Noah went to heaven because he did good works, because the Bible says the opposite of that. He was saved as we are saved by faith. And we're going to see that as the first point. So he didn't measure up to be able to go to heaven. He was not sinless, but there was a difference in his life. And I'd like to look through these different aspects of his life and see how we can please God more. What are we doing right now to please God? It was very convicting as I looked through this, and I hope it will be a help to you as well. The first reason we're going to see why Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord is actually found in Hebrews. Hebrews 6, I'm sorry, Hebrews 11, 6 and 7 say, but without faith, It is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. I don't want to comment a whole lot on this passage here in Hebrews, because we'll get to that when we get to uh, the book of Hebrews. But I can't help but point out as we look at Noah to know that we want to know how to please God by without faith, it is impossible to please him. As we're going to see in Genesis, it says Noah pleased God. Why? He had faith. And he his faith caused him to do something. As we look at the idea of faith, there's always an action verb attached to faith. So many people say, oh, I have faith. Well, how do we see your faith? There's action uh, actions that come out of faith. Here in Hebrews 11.6, it says, he believed that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's that's an action verb right there. They're diligently seeking him. By faith, being Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark. So the faith is what saved him. Faith in God is what saved him. But that faith in God caused Noah to do something. That's all what James is about by saying, you can say you have faith. And we have a whole lot of people, especially ladies in America, we like putting signs up on our walls, faith, hope, believe. That doesn't do anything without actions that back up your faith. And Noah had actions that backed up what he believed. You know, our faith causes us to live right. 
Noah's faith caused him to live right. We see here then back in Genesis that he was just. It says these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man. Man is not good because we're good of our own self, but we're justified because of God. However, our faith causes us to do what's right. So man didn't look at him as just and good. Man scorned Noah. And today, people who are just and right are scorned and are mocked at. But we don't need to worry about that. It's what God thinks of us. It's how God views us. Does God view you as just? It doesn't matter how man views you. Now, if you're hurting man and and going against God's word, then you're not just. You're not doing what's right. But if you're doing what's right and man just doesn't like to hear from you because you're saying what is right and what is wrong, well, we don't need to worry about that. We stand before God. And I want to stand before God and him to say, no, Becky, you're just. Don't worry about what other people say. And that's how it was for Noah. The next thing we see is that he was perfect in his generations. This idea is he was perfect in his uh, community or something. I, I, I'm not thinking of the right word, but his generations, as in those that lived all around him, like we live in a generation. They have names of generations, baby boomers and Generation X, Generation Z. I don't know what they are even now. But in Noah's generation, he was perfect. Another word could be used, sanctified. He was separate from others. He was separate from their ungodly living. He lived differently. Again, he was not sinless, but he lived an upright, blameless life where others around him were doing wrong. He had a sincere desire to serve God. Uh, Another word that would describe this idea of perfect is complete or whole in that he wholly dedicated himself to God. That's the idea of perfect, wholly, completely sold out to God. Wow, this is convicting to me. Am I sold out to God? Do I completely dedicate my life to him? Next, we see uh, there in verse 9, and Noah walked with God. You know, I wonder where he learned this. I know where he learned this. He he had a grandfather who walked with God. And I think of grandparents now. What are you doing to influence your grandchildren? You never know. Now, Enoch had a lot of grandchildren. Not all of them followed God, but one sure did. And he copied his grandfather's uh, actions in walking with God. But what does it mean to walk with God? Sometimes uh, we, we use terms and we don't know what it means because uh, you know, we walk down the road. Okay, what does this mean? But walking with God, I don't understand it. So I try to think through some ideas of ways that Noah would have walked with God and compare it to our life today. It was very different back then. We have so much more than what Noah had. But I'd like to look through and think through some things that would have caused Noah to walk with God. First of all, he prayed to God often. He 
had to have. If you are going to walk with God, you have to talk to him. You have to speak with him. So I know that he prayed to God often. Secondly, I know he listened to God. He God spoke at that time, and he spoke to man audibly. There wasn't scriptures at that time, and uh, Noah listened. Other people, like Cain, God spoke to him, and he didn't listen. He said, you know, I want to go out and do, I'll live my own life. And there's generations of him, his descendants, that are just wicked and evil. But not with Noah. He listened carefully to God. Third, he obeyed God's command and followed through. So he didn't just listen. He didn't just hear as we sit in services. We can hear preaching. We can nod our head. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. But what do we do with it? Do we follow through? Do we make changes in our life? When God speaks to our heart, when his word convicts us, sometimes I've heard ladies say, oh, well, I've not been convicted of it. You know, I'm, uh, you know the Bible says, thou shalt not steal, but I'm not convicted when I steal. So I'm using a very obvious illustration here because you say, well, oh, that's obvious. Well, there's a lot of obvious things in the Bible that are super obvious that we don't need to wait until we feel conviction. We need to just obey. We need to say, the Bible says don't steal. I'm not going to steal. The Bible says don't lie. I'm not going to lie. And you know what? Once you start obeying God's commands, you'll start com feeling conviction when you disobey. Because sometimes we just lie or steal so much or, or you know, allow sins. I'm using these broad sins that we would normally know it would be wrong, but I'm using that because I want you to see we make excuses for things and then we're not convicted anymore. And so, well, I'm not convicted of that, so I don't need to do that. If it's in God's word, we need to obey it. If we're going to walk with God, we need to pray often. We need to listen carefully to him. We have to obey his commands and follow through. What, you know, what about, what about you? How much do you pray? In your bed, do you pray? Before you eat, do you pray? More and more, I see Christians don't even pray. I, I love studying every time Jesus Christ ate on this earth. The Bible takes note. It says, after he gave thanks. It's just, if Jesus prayed before he ate, I think we should too. How about uh, when you go about your day? Do you pray or do you fret? On your knees. Do you pray on your knees? This, I believe, is one of the most important types of prayers. I do try and pray all the time. But, you know, I come to that red light and I'm praying and then it turns green and I think about the green light for a second. Okay, I might get back to praying. But when we're on our knees before God and we're praying aloud to Him, it's potent. And we have to have more of that. We need more mothers on their knees crying aloud for their children, not just silent prayers. I think about the verse evening and morning and at noon, well, I pray and cry aloud. And I think it's and cry aloud first, actually. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm just talking off the top of my head, but it's and my voice will be heard. We need to voice our prayers before God. 
when I already mentioned, do you cry out to God, giving your burdens to Him? Or do you carry them about and fret all day and worry about these situations that you can't do anything about it? When we are put brought to tears over something, bring those tears to God and you'll have a relationship and understand walking with God and the peace that He gives when we walk with Him. How much do you read your Bible? God spoke to verbally to Noah. They didn't, he didn't have the Bible. We have his holy Bible, this huge volume that is God's words for us, examples of right and wrong. I mean, God does not shirk back from certain things. He tells these people did this. It was terrible. Do we read it? then how much do you yield to the Holy Spirit? God spoke to Noah, men of old, and they listened and they yielded. We have the Holy Spirit of God living in us, and He wants to guide us and direct us. But we have to be sensitive to Him. If we're going to walk with God, we have to be sensitive to Him. He might, us, he might push us to do good, then we need to do it. If we're going to walk with God and the Holy Spirit pushes us to do good, He prides us to do good, we have to do that. He might push us to share the gospel. When we do, we're walking with Him. We're, when He says, I think you need to talk to that person, we should do that. You think Jonah was prodded to uh, give share the uh, message of repentance to Nineveh, and he ran the other way, and God still pushed him to and got him back using a big old whale. But for us, he prods us to give the gospel. Do we do that? He also convicts us of sin. I have no doubt there was times that Noah did things, and God convicted of him of sin, and it hurt his heart because he walked with God. And so the Holy Spirit gives us warnings of to be careful of what to say. And at times, oh, I just plod on ahead, not listening to him. I'm pushing God away instead of walking with him. Do you agree with the Bible on everything? We talked about this. Can you read it all and agree? The Amos 3.3 3 says, can two walk together except they be agreed? You can't work, walk with God if you don't agree with him. So I can't walk along with God and say, ah, I choose this and I don't choose that. And I choose this. No, the, Amos has a good question. You can't walk together except they be agreed. Uh, next, Noah worked hard for the Lord. He built the ark and that was an easy task, but he kept at it. He was a faithful man. And then uh, we've already said he was faithful, but another thing with Noah that he, he was, he had faith in that he trusted God, but he was faithful in that he finished to the end. And I am running out of time. We'll pick up at these last two points uh, next time we podcast together. Heavenly Father, help us to always walk with you. Let us please listen to you when we when you prod us, when you poke at us, trying to get us to do what's right. You, what you want for us is the best. And I pray today we will follow you and we will walk with you and we won't grieve you, but we'll please you and we will find 
favor, or grace in your eyes. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord With Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord With Me Facebook page. Until next time, God be with you and may he greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following his word.